can you say Paisa? Hello, Eli. Fantastico! Say Paisa! Paralaila. Louder! Paisa! Paralaila. Fuck yeah, I knew I could do it. Motherfucker! The fuck was that? Ninja. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Juggalos, Juggalettes, and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by your hosts, Mike and Spanish-speaking Schmeeve. But that was all in English. Yeah, I mean, it's just some bilingual. <laughs> um, look, I'm, I'm making it easy for our listeners here. <laughs> soy, soy Schmeeve. <laughs> <laughs> You're so smeeve. <sweet. laughs> for somebody who call me. <laughs> for, for somebody who hasn't touched uh, Spanish in literally ten years, <laughs> feel pretty accomplished about that. It's I, Juggalo Judgment. We're back yeah, again. We are. If you have been here before, welcome back. Welcome back. And if you're here for the first time, Just a well, that can only welcome. mean one thing. It is because you are of the demographic of Spanish-speaking peoples, and you are very curious to see how two white men <laughs> discuss a half-Hispanic-speaking album. Uh, how you doing today, bud? I'm doing all right, you know? I, uh, yeah, doing all right. You ever, like, just... You ever get like your laundry done and you're just like, hell yeah, no. feels good to have laundry done. I f maybe like a couple weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Does that have it all done at once? So, well, I mean, no, because I still have stuff like sitting in the dryer, but mostly wow. just like my sheets and stuff. That always feels good. You know, I get to sleep well, in right. a nice clean bed. Oh, hell yeah. Which I've. I feel like I've had to like wash these too often recently because it's like the temperature's going so fucking whack. And so it's like super mm -hmm. fucking hot. And then I wake up and I'm just like soaked in sweat. Yeah, just. <laughs> How you doing? I am existing. Yeah. <laughs> fucking stressed out from work stuff that is very questionable at the moment. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, and uh, anxious about other things. So I'm mm. just in a perpetual state of, ah! Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much how life is right now. But, you know, it's nice to have the couple things that are consistent. Uh, things like knowing that my dog uh, does not love me, but accepts the fact that we <laughs> live in the same um, room uh, together. Um, and also, oh, she just woke up. Oh, she's so very cute. I wish you guys could see my dog. She's so goddamn adorable. I but saw the other her constant, just in the corner of the video did you? for a second. <laughs> and the other constant is we have this fantastic podcast that we do 
for y'all. Yeah. And, you know, we are still covering the, quote, shit we missed. Now, in this case, no, I got this. I, I... I got this. In this case, mm. shit we missed is a bit of a misnomer. Okay. Because shit we missed kind of implies that, like, we weren't able to do it for some reason. Um, like, you know, something we happened. We didn't have to do access it to the thing. Or, like, we forgot. It, like, maybe we forgot about it, you know? Mm. Or it just kind of mm-hmm. slipped the mind or whatever. Yeah. But in this case... Um, no, this was this was completely some freshness Mike, that was forgotten. Mike intentionally <laughs> skipped this one. When we were still covering the early stages of Juggalo Judgment, I honestly wasn't quite sure what all we were going to fully cover. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a given that we were going to talk about Twisted. They were, like, super important. And I sure. think that we would have still covered them before we covered this. Um, but... Misery just seemed like something that was kind of a one-off that didn't have anything else going with it. His only other exposure was being involved in Psychopathic Riders for one album. And so I was like, you know what? We don't have to talk about this. But upon like continuing to do this show and realizing we've done some other stuff that's only been very minimal. We covered things like Breed. I really thought, you know what? Maybe we should take a look at this album um and there is another version of it that we'll come to later on down the line it did get re-released um as a 20th anniversary that's expanded so misery will come back but i did think that you know a- after the fact i was like you know what we really should actually give this some attention and thankfully it's not even like a whole great deal of attention because this is a very short record which would have Honestly, been a good reason to cover it back then. It's an EP. So yes, an actual. This EP. is, this is, me saying, admitting, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> there. This is our apology episode to misery. <laughs> yes, misery, aka Twin Gats. I I'm sorry. Please do not send Spanish side at me. Um, I'm a frail man. And I have no way to defend myself, especially not like in a like a battle of wits and stuff because he doesn't speak Spanish. Exactly, like you could literally pretty, just like, say, especially if like the person judging this is 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 a Span- is Spanish speaking, like he's really at a pretty big disadvantage. <laughs> I mean, like you could literally just say a bunch of like kitchen utensils in a very like angry manner just say them in spanish and i will think that you have just like tore me a new one because i i won't be able i don't i won't know what to do and i've heard from one or two people that in this case that may be a thing that happens yes so <laughs> we actually so, b- so what before are we, we about, actually <laughs> b- before we dive in uh we're talking about uh misery's uh ep uh Perla isla and which you're finally pronouncing right for the first I'm time. I'm finally pronouncing right, apparently. I, I had it wrong the entire fucking time. I was saying it with a silent S. Um, <clears throat> I actually went back. We did cover one of these songs before on Forgotten Freshness Volume uh, 1. And I just wanted to see like what my thoughts were of it back then and if they'd changed. But I did explain a little bit about it. Um, 
So Misery, we'll, we'll go into his, his little bit of history. Misery came about because um, he was Jump Steady's um, brother-in-law. Um, Jump Steady uh, married Misery's sister and was aware of Misery being a rapper and introduced him to Jay. And this is where things get a little bit weird because obviously in Behind the Paint, Jay... <laughs> I don't know if it's revisionist history or whatever, but Jay's like, yeah, we didn't really care for Misery much. It was kind of just we had him around because of Jump Steady. But like, based on stuff that was, I mean, based on stuff that I even like hear in these songs, like they seem like they were actually like genuinely pretty cool. Um, and even in the uh, in the liner notes of Forgotten Freshness One, where. Jay's like, yeah, we're like super tight and we've rocked like over a hundred shows together and Misery's the greatest. So the, th- the problem with any account from Jay <laughs> is, is you that, can't fucking believe it. Well, the, well, yeah. Well, the problem is that in in any situation, like whenever he says behind the paint, he means like the first layer of it. He has like six levels <laughs> worth of paint caked on his face. <laughs> I'm calling Jay a fake motherfucker, and I don't think it's incredibly out of line for me to say that, and I don't think anybody can really disagree with that. (laughs) If you can, I mean, you can, you're perfectly capable of it, but but if you actually believe it, then I I don't want to hear from you. Because I don't think you're engaging honestly. That's with me up. or yourself. <laughs> That's fucked up. I did try and look um, to see when this was was released. I don't have an exact date. I just have that it was uh, in the year 1998. And I would have to assume that this was released after um, Most Tasteless, um, the, the first uh, iteration of it, but I don't know for sure. Um, but yeah. Misery was around for a bit, and this album dropped. Um, but from from what I've seen, and and it's also in in from behind the paint, is Misery. Whenever he was on tour, he wasn't really getting the reception that a lot of Juggalos normally would have given some of the other artists. There, it wasn't exactly he wasn't getting the reception that Jay was hoping for. Yeah, and. Um, Misery is from New York and was not really a horrorcore artist. No. Um, he dabbles a little bit of it in here, but the majority of this is just, it, it, it feels very East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is, I, I guess, I don't know want to say like run of the mill rap, but it's. It just feels it just has a very East Coast feel to me, and because of that, a lot of Juggalos did not seem to really pick up him on his performances, um, because he wasn't doing like a show. It was it wasn't theatrical like what ICP did. So yeah. I mean, he'd go up there, he would rap and. He might get cheered, but it was not nearly at the level where, you know, ICP were getting um, that kind of response. Um, and even we mentioned before, even Twisted had it 
a little bit rough early on. A lot of people didn't care for Twisted, yeah. but they eventually found their niche and it worked for them. Misery did not quite get that. Um, they had like one album. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. And it's, a, and it's a short one at that. So um, I'm going to take a look in here. There is a bit of a little bit of different uh, producers on here. Um, so a lot of this was done uh, by Mike Clark, but we also have some production by Misery himself, um, some production by Violent J, uh, The Minority, and DJP. Oh. Literally spelled P-E-E. Oh. Um, but all of the I tracks like were... Come up um, before. Was that? I feel like that name's come up before. Recently. Uh, it came up recently in the Discord. Okay. That's because I think DJP passed away. Oh, yeah. That's right. I believe that's what it was. Um, all of the songs were recorded at the Funhouse in Detroit and were all engineered by Mike Clark. So it is nice that we do have Mike Clark doing something else. Um, if I remember correctly, he did not do any of Project Born stuff. So this would have been one of the first things, aside from ICP on Psychopathic, that he actually had a hand in, in doing some stuff on. Hmm. He did some stuff on, on Twisted's first album, what? too, but not all of it. When did this uh, come out in, like, the, uh, like, what what albums did this come out between? So, like I said, I don't have an exact date, yeah. but this was released in 98, so this would have been, I believe, after Malenko. Okay. Um, around, and, and probably after Most Tasteless, which I think was also in June of 98. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's how this would have been. Now, mind you, Misery was featured on the first Most Tasteless um, on the song Meat Cleaver. Yeah. So um, whether this came out first or whatever, or they were already just doing stuff with Misery, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I was just but I don't have for, an exact uh, time as to when this album dropped. Nah, I, I'm just looking for like what Mike Clark had done around that time to, you know, just get an idea right. of where he's at and stuff like that. He had just he had just helped produce the greatest album of ICP's the, entire The career. greatest ICP album <laughs> before the race. Uh, um no. <laughs> it's like the entire he, career. He didn't he didn't he didn't just produce the the, the best ICP album, the Amazing Jungle Brothers was next year. <laughs> uh, you can try. It that's, won't work. that's what that's what the mic of two years ago would have said. <laughs> <laughs> Even Riddlebox stands are like, yeah, I'm a Lanko. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> they will take that shit to their fucking graves. In their hearts, they know. <laughs> <laughs> do they though <laughs> so yeah misery this is pretty much a a full solo effort i think there is some extra vocals um from uh was there somebody else from spanish side who did some stuff i'm not sure there are some skits on here that definitely have some other people on here um and we for sure hear um violent j on a handful of tracks um so we'll get to those when we get there um, but yeah, it's 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 about time to talk to to to, to talk to talk to misery. To talk we to have misery. Him here in the we call. actually have him here. He's been very very uh, quiet despite uh, us kind of talking shit for a M little misery, bit. Misery, how are you doing today? Cool. All right. Uh, so that's <laughs> the interview segment done. Now we're gonna move on. To <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Covering the album. But uh, we're not gonna do that just yet because. No. Because, because we have to. Because of the wonderful to. things he does. 
We have to crack open a motherfucking Fago. We do have to crack open a motherfucking Fago. What do you have? I... I I, I have to explain something. I, 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 Zordon. (laughs) 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 So, I think I've said before that I'm Catholic, and uh, so I celebrate Lent, which uh, in my family, I tend to give up something every, uh, every Lent. And I decided to give up soda, which was rough, but I did give myself the caveat of, I can have Fago when we record, and that's it. That's the only time I'm going to have Fago. Mm-hmm. And so, to spite myself, I have in my possession a big 24 ounce, $1.25, motherfuckers, genuine delicious Fago cough syrup. Well, mine says $1.25, but I paid a buck and a nickel for it. I, I think that they just don't give a shit at that <laughs> corner store, which is great. Which tells me you have one of two things, and I know because I've seen this, this uh, things for both of them. There's only, I think, two of them that are listed as $1.25. Oh. I've got a big 24-ounce Genuine Fago Delicious Orange Soda Pop with other natural flavors. Oh, my hand. I knew it was going to be either Red Pop or Orange Pop when you said it was $1.25. It's crazy, but it's open. Yeah, because... Explosive pop right there. Hell yeah. Track one, Pedra de la Isla. Okay, so there's, there's an intro. To, there's an intro for a bit, so we can talk mm-hmm. over this. Um, I didn't actually take a, a note as to where the song actually starts. Oh. I think it's I think it's a little past the one minute mark. I didn't take a note as to any of this intro. <laughs> it's okay, and and so and that's that's my fault. Um, so whenever no, I, I mean, originally I, sent, I, I, I did my notes listen with the intro and all this stuff. I just didn't have anything to say about it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure when I sent the original um, files over to Shmeev, yeah. um I had the old rip that I did way back when. Where I actually removed some of the skits, so it just started right at the song, and I only noticed because the quality of the so- the tracks was lower. So I'm like, oh, I need to re-rip this. And then when I went to rip it, and it started with this instead of the instrumental, I was like, wait, what's wrong with this? And I was like, oh shit, I need to send these over Sabotage, to Schmeef after he already did four fucking listens. Yeah, I'll talk about that after this. <laughs>
I strangle your repertoire. I'm repping five stripes, the triangle and a star. And that's the flag, roll the L, take a drag to that. Spanish side coming through your body attack. Mete mano, rapeando desde trece años. Practicando, por eso que yo siempre gano. It's the skinny man, el chico que no tiene diente. Cope visto, saludo para mi gente. All right, let me clarify something real quick. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of this episode, I introduced myself as Spanish-speaking Shmeev. Mm-hmm. That's just a title. Um, in fact, I do not actually speak Spanish. Oh. Um, I have a, uh, I have like a handful of phrases across Spanish, French, and German, and Italian. I have more of the other three than I do Italian. Uh, and I can like uh, kind of craft a sentence in Japanese here and there. I do not speak enough Spanish to understand a goddamn thing that is being said in this song. Oh, well, aside from the English, and also yeah. Parla Isla for the island. Yeah, so I looked that up. Yeah, so Parla uh, Isla translates to for the island. Yeah, and uh, and because I was hearing Boricua. Multiple times. I had to look that up. And a Boricua is a person of Puerto Rican descent. Yeah. So. He is bringing the heat. He really is. I I assume he is. (laughs) Given that I don't understand most of what he's saying. Like, I can at least say, if I can't say that he's got bars, which I wrote, I can say that he's got some sick flow going on here. I will. I will agree with that. Yeah. Now, as I said way back on Forgotten Freshness Volume 1. I remember speaking with somebody on Twitter back when I was in college, so a long fucking time ago, about Misery. And this is before I even bought this album. And he was somebody who did speak Spanish. Mm. And he said that a lot of what Misery says in the context of, like, the song like the words don't make sense. I have heard this, yes. <laughs> and and that he just says words that will kind of rhyme but they don't make sense. Yeah. In in as far as like the structure of what he's saying. Okay. And I find that hilarious. Oh, it's great. I was uh, so during my listens, right? Okay. The reason why I listened to this so many times um is is not because I was like, yeah, I got to keep listening to this. <laughs> Not that it's bad. I actually really do like this. Um, but I decided, and I've I've been doing this here and there in the uh, in the Discord. Just been hopping into a voice chat and doing a listen in there. Uh, but in this case, I did as many listens as it took for me to beat Kirby's Adventure for the NES, uh, which was about four. <laughs> and that's how I ended up listening to this four times without any of the intros. Which, if it had like the intros and skits and stuff still on it, maybe I could have cut that down to like three and a half. But mm-hmm. Mike sabotaged me, so it didn't happen. That's what I do. Now, here's something, Mike. We have not heard this before, right? This hasn't come up on like a prior release. This track is not now. Why do I recognize this this production? I don't know. Is very familiar to me, and I don't know why. Like the verse, like each section individually sounds very familiar to me, and I mm-hmm. cannot place it. And I did not take the time to look it up at all. <laughs> well, the problem is there's almost nothing about this track in particular online. 
Uh, Genius does not have the lyrics to it, which is very unfortunate. Mustard, you're slacking, dog. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, but no, we, to my knowledge, we never came across this track before. Um, and I have no idea. I don't know if this, this sounds like this beat is taken from something. At least the, like the, ba- maybe not the beat, but the background instrumental definitely does not sound unique to this. Oh no. It's great. It, <laughs> it, like it almost, it almost. It, it, it kind of reminds me of how, like, maybe it was, like, the theme to some kind of show or something. Kind of like how Ninjas in Action fucking took, right. uh, <laughs> like, like I, I don't know. But that's right. the thing. Obviously, it wasn't original for this. Um, and they just put that beat on there. But this beat is fucking amazing. It's so good. It's very good. Like. Um, I like it. Yeah, I, I do as well. Um I, I wish that I could give more insight onto what he's saying lyrically, but I can't because he's <laughs> jumping from English to Spanish and it'll be in the middle of a thought. <laughs> and so I can't quite grasp it. Yeah. And because there's no lyrics online, I can't even go and be like, okay, well, let me go into Google Translate, copy and paste it in there and <laughs> see. Whenever you said about uh, how, like, Everything that he says is words, but just, you know, not in any sensible way. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I was list- doing my listens to this, I was hanging out with our good buddy Blade. And they had stated, in fact, that in some cases, he's not even saying actual words. <laughs> just Oh, that he might just be saying shit. things that sound... <laughs> Which, you know what? That might also be the case. It could be a mixture of both. But in that case, here's the thing. I can accept somebody making up words because that's just a rap thing to do. People yeah. do that all the time. As I said, uh, Snoop Dizzle's adding Izzles to Wizzles all Dizzle, so they don't got a Rizzle. <laughs> like, that's, that's just a classic move right there. You know, making up new words that just, if you hear it and you understand at least the language that, you know, the person's speaking... You understand exactly what they mean, even though the word is just some bullshit. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, if anybody, as I, said, I don't understand. <laughs> if if anybody listening can say for sure, like, hey, like he is saying stuff that is coherent. He's not saying things that are coherent, or he's not even saying words. If you know, misery. know, I'm like, forgive my ignorance because I took up to Span- college Spanish 3 and was very bad at it. <laughs> and uh, I can honestly say that I haven't kept up with it over the years. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely very curious because um, I want to know because I do, I've only ever listened to, like I, I mentioned that there's the, the anniversary edition of this album and there is also another album with it. It was like his new album that he took like five years to fucking make. And I've only listened to uh, those as well, but it's been a very long time. So I don't know how much more Spanglish he does yeah. <laughs> um, on that stuff. Um, and sadly, we, w- we won't get to that for a while, but um, but I, I do look forward to revisiting that just <laughs> yeah. to see what happens. Well, I might just take some of my own time and listen to it just for the fuck of it. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. the kind of person who would do that. I, I am. Unlike me. <laughs> but if you know I, Misery, I him, get him in contact. Get him on the show. <laughs> no, Take him don't. to task directly. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea. Why? Because it won't be as good an interview as, as D-Lyricals. You're saying Misery's not, not good enough? 
Is that what you're saying? I mean, D lyrical is like a highlight for us. Yeah. Can 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 that be topped? Only one way to find out. Well, we have a skit. Oh yeah. Um, towards the end of this at uh, 4:52. Got misery in his voice, just smoking. Man, if only they could sing it in key. This is classic rappers singing. Like this, this is like this is like a hallmark of hip hop. Like, I actually really like this. I would have liked this to be. I would have liked this to be part of its own song. It'd be a good hook. It would. Yeah. Like a twisted smoking song or something. They would do it. They would. They. They could do it. Twisted. Go reach out to your best friend, Misery. Yeah. It's a fucking lie, actually. It would just be monoxide on the hook, specifically to get that sound, get that authentic sound. This is stimulated dome. Track two. that I got on here is thinking is cool. <laughs> yeah? it's, it's really just the, the, the general idea of the song is just him reflecting on things. That's, that's what I got. Yeah, sort of. And, and I got one other thing and that's my question of is misery black? Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't know. Because, cause obviously, no, I'm asking the fucking question, y'all. Um, but, yeah, I was just, I was, I was curious on that one. This beat, I love it. Many people have asked that question about Fat Joe as well. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Who I believe is also, isn't he Puerto Rican? I Where's think he from? so. Or is he Cuban? Shit. Oh, um... 
Are we totally going to look this up right <laughs> I now? Guess. Da, 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 da. Uh, he is of Puerto Rican and Cuban descent. Oh, man. Nailed them both. There we <laughs> <you> go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there's an article from 2019. Fat Joe defends his usage of the N-word. <laughs> well, I mean, so like, I feel like his his defense is just like, look... Busta, Diddy, and Nikki were right there. <laughs> and not a single one of them <laughs> said a goddamn thing. <laughs> I, be, look, I, I did one take of that verse, and Busta came up to me, and he's like, do it again, say it with your whole chest. <laughs> And that's when I knew. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, it's a uh, it's it's a like I said we we have talked about it many times. This is a complex web. Of it very everything. it very much is. It, it it's complex and it really shouldn't be. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's, but it is. Yeah, yeah, for a lot of different reasons, and like, yeah. Yeah, it should, um, shouldn't and have so been. So I, a I, 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 I do feel bad whenever, like, that's something that is is me like bringing that up, and that's like the main point of discussion. It's like, oh no, this was a, this this entire song was actually about this. He said the N word. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, sorry. Worth it's a... just I I was actually I was genuinely curious about it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, now this beat though. Yes. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. This gives me some like early 90s vibes like i feel like this could have been like a bone thugs track <laughs> i really like whenever you have those like almost like r&b style um instrumentals two two instruments that will really get me listening to a a track no joke is either piano or acoustic guitar you put those for a hip hop track, and I'm I'm legitimately like captivated. Here's a fun fact about this track: this does have a sample in it. It does. That is noted on the internet on who sampled. Oh my god! It's Donna Summers on the radio, which huh. I do not recognize in that because I don't remember enough of on the radio besides just the chorus of it. <laughs> That's very interesting. It's much more Donna's upbeat track than than this. I I mean I assume it's the um I mean, it could it could be a piano. I have no fucking clue. Uh because like like on the radio is a pretty like grooving song. It's a it's a pretty upbeat disco track. Hmm. As in hmm. on the radio, oh whoa. That one. Hmm. <laughs> But this track, let me let me talk about the stuff that I wrote down for this, right? Please do. Uh, he's got a lot. He's talking about a lot of shit in here, um, like about you know not being able to stay sober, not not staying, not wanting to stay sober and stuff like that because of you know the shit that he thinks about whenever he's you know able to, and you know it's like man. A lot, lot of people out there way too young to just be in that state where they have to kind of just blaze their life away because 
shit's hard to face. <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, and, you know, he's yeah. talking about just just trying to get by. Uh, he mentions that he's not acting hard whenever he's, you know, he's just trying to chill and stuff. But whenever whenever it counts, he'll he'll put the fuck up and that that, that kind of shit. Uh, ooh, 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 ooh. His line about a lot of things that forced him to not worship God. Whoo, that was a rough one. Because <laughs> um, there's yeah. there's a whole lot in there. Um, and it's it's a whole lot of the, the problems with the way that... Oh my God. There's so much to talk about with this. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, that that is that is a line that that I did think about um, because you know the, there's, there's, there's a lot there's of shit that the... forced me not to worship God, the Creator, the Creator of all my fellows, main thing, the Creator of all these ghettos. Yeah, yeah. And there's there are some nowadays. I feel like the things that you hear the most are like your fucking prosperity gospel people, you know, who are out there they're super fucking rich and all that stuff and they attribute it to you know being favored by god and all that stuff ignoring all the parts where that's absolutely not how any of that works if you fucking read the goddamn book that you (laughs) that you swing all over the fucking place like that just ain't it and if you're sitting there saying that you know the pro like the prosperity that you enjoy is because you know you're righteous and god loves you what are you inherently saying about people whose lives are not as prosperous and would you fucking dare to say that to their goddamn faces (laughs) that's what i'm thinking about whenever i hear this He's, he's there's a lot of stuff packed into this track and you know, it gave me a lot to think. It stimulated the dome. <laughs> yeah, it's that is definitely like anytime when when we have to when we come across something that's like bordering on questioning something religious. Yeah. Um. That's that's difficult for me. Yeah. Um. I, I I mean, but I totally like I completely get it. Um it's it's not like it's not like challenging my like belief or understanding, but at the same time I fully understand why somebody would be like, you know, I how can I be quote unquote grateful and, and you know, worship a being who gives all whenever I I and the other people around me that I love have nothing. Right. Um that is that is definitely like a a very heavy subject. Yep. Um and it is something that I mean we've we've definitely covered a handful of times before. Um yep. certainly not in psychopathic riders, that's for goddamn sure. <laughs> it's a uh it's it's a depressing thought that anybody has to take stock of their life and determine if it came out to a net positive at all. That's 
fucked up. Like, for a person to, like, actually... For a person to even consider the thought that maybe their life wasn't worth it at all, something went fucking wrong before they even showed up. <laughs> like... And that's, uh, that's where we're at. Woo! Great job, society. You fucking did it. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about this after this episode and the other thing that we're doing. We'll get there. <laughs> Anything else? No. Nope. I think, uh, I think I'm ready to go to the next track. All right. Stack it up. a line in this i think it's in his last verse uh where he says raps my last legal option which is such a fucking loaded line <laughs> that's a good line yeah <laughs> holy shit uh like it's a it's a really fucked up situation to be in where like your options are either just kind of like toil away and eventually have nothing because there's really no possible way for you to do anything like in a lot of communities and stuff the simple fact of the matter is your options are like you either work somewhere that's going to pay you shit and eventually you're probably going to get priced out of your ha house whenever all the white people move in or you you're that guy who like there's that fake inspirational story about you where it's like this man walked 10,000 miles to work every day and then his co-workers bought him a car like <laughs> that's the kind of shit that you have to do in a, in some areas to be able to just barely scrape by or throw your all into something that might crash and burn and leave you right back where you started or even further back and that's a, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a whole thing. Or, you know, crime. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the thing 
regarding music, I think music is one of the the coolest and also most distressing industries to try to work in. For sure. Um, you have so many people, and 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 especially looking in rap, in particular. Look at some of the household names in rap from the early '90s, who came from very like not amazing backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Look at NWA. Yeah. Okay. Two the the two main people that I'll mention is Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. Okay. Those are people who were just your I don't want to say average Joe types, but like they were just living their lives and working fairly regular jobs. Yeah. And then decided to really give music their full attention. And now they're wildly successful. Yep. I may not like every rapper that comes out. I may think a lot of people are fairly generic, especially ever since, you know, I, I don't want to call them SoundCloud rappers, but because of the SoundCloud era became a, becoming something that people could literally make a song and put it out on the internet for, you know, the entire world to see. Yeah. And somebody can become an overnight sensation. Okay, that is incredibly, like, powerful. It is. It it just, the idea that you could be fairly, like, unremarkable anywhere else, but you do that well enough to where people will be all about you. Yep. It's insane. It's it's so cool. That's why I don't disparage people if they want to try... Getting into music. I may not like your stuff, but I'm sure that there's... For every one person who's not going to like it, there's going to be a fuck ton of people who who will at least give it a shot. Yep. I mentioned it about certain rappers that we discuss on here. (laughs) Like, I might might not like a a person's music, but I fully appreciate and, and admire the dedication and the grind that they have. Yeah. So, man, like, to think that that's the only option for somebody though to not resort to something that would land them in jail or like, dead yeah i mean like that's that's it's uh that that being like the choice to make because and in some cases you know people will you can go ahead and look down on people who do crimes or whatever but like whenever you're looking at like well, I have a long shot at being able to, you know, afford food and stuff this way. Or, I have, hmm, well, I have mostly a sure thing if I survive <laughs> that I will either be able to afford my food or it will be provided by the state. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, if you put yourself in in the shoes you kind of see why it's the option that people take a lot of times. Like, it's not, it's not like some crazy idea. It's a crazy situation that makes that idea much more reasonable and appealing. <laughs> but, but wait a minute. No, that, that goes against the narrative. The people are just lazy and they want, Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which means you can't you can't talk about that, dude. That's the laziest thing I can think of is is like actually putting yourself in literal danger. <laughs> well, yeah. No work at all. Should be trying to actually actually work like every other respectable human being in this yeah, fucking you country. Be an investment banker or something like that. <laughs> Move numbers around a spreadsheet. <laughs> Do that real labor. Put in the hours. Get paid 10k to own something. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. This track was uh, was produced uh, by Mike Clark, or sorry, music by Mike Clark, produced by Violent Jane Misery. Oh, okay. This we is... did hear some Jay at the very beginning, and Jay does some chanting in the background. Mm-hmm. Some some Malenko era Jay. It's pretty cool. This is uh, this, this, is, been a this nice is way movie. more Mike Clark than the other two that we've heard so far, or at, le- at the very least, more psychopathic records. Well, that's well, that's because those first two were not touched by Mike Clark at all. There we go. The the other ones, uh, the other two were by Misery and the Minority and DJP. Okay, well that makes sense. Then. Um, so yeah, this definitely sounds like this could have been an ICP beat. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hand down. Um, this this probably would have been. It wouldn't have even been. I don't think like a Malenko era. This this sounds like it could have been. A, sounds like it could have been a real box. To be completely honest, <laughs> yeah. and I say that just because I recognizing the sound. Not not saying oh this beat sucks. Throw it on Riddle Box. <laughs> It just sounds like it would have been on Riddlebox. I have nothing else. There's an R bomb in there. Kind of sucks. Yeah, it do. But the time. Yeah. Um, but, but I've I got nothing else. Moving on, track four. If I ever die. fast in the way that he describes makes relationships a little complicated as it turns out you know yeah and like he's the way that he's talking about this a lot it's like 
life is better with this person. But at the same time, he doesn't want to like trust somebody too much and end up getting played. But he also doesn't want to leave a person he cares about in grief. He wants them to just kind of remember him fondly and, you know, live on with a happy life. Because, you know, any, any time he could be gone. Yeah. I, I honestly don't have anything more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I don't have anything literally about this track. Um, just because it, it seemed kind of self-explanatory. Mm. Um, I will say, though, that I did know this song prior to getting this album. Because this was featured on the compilation album Hatchet History, 10 Years of Terror. Um, which we actually talked about one song on that before because there was one new song. Um, it was that uh, one that we covered around the time of the Wraith, um, the song It's Time. Um, but Misery is actually mentioned on that song. But yeah, it was just a compilation of a bunch of, I don't even want to say like hits from Psychopathic Records because there were definitely some tracks that were like, it's kind of weird that you have X song on there, but not this. Mm-hmm. Like Toy Box from Riddlebox is on there, but like not Chicken Hunting, which I would have expected. Um, but anyways, this track was on there, and it was like, oh wow, they put this song from this guy on here, and I'm like, nah, I'm kind of indifferent to this song. Um, so I don't have anything else on here. It also doesn't help that on the lyrics on Genius, um. They're not like fully completed. There's a lot of question marks on there. Yeah, there's there's enough um, to get the gist for me at least. So, I I apologize that I have nothing more for this track, but it is a track. It's not bad. This was produced by Mike Clark and DJP. They decided to get in the booth or in, in on the boards at the same time. Nice. Mike Clark was like, that "Okay, I laid this down." DJP was like, "Button, button, 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 button." Here, I added my my flair to it. <laughs> now it sounds Puerto Rican. Okay. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I mean, from from what I've heard of this, right? It's like Mike Clark brings in like that that kind of dark tone and stuff. And yes. DJP's like, I'm gonna make it hip hop as fuck. Yeah. And hell yeah. That's, that's yeah, I, I, which I think works. Like, I mean, we heard those first two tracks. Yep. Which, which were just DJP. They were fucking great. Um, he didn't do anything on the last track, and I think this is the only other one that he that he does anything on. So, so that's 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 if I ever die. That's it. So, if we want to move on, we do. I mean, we did cover this next track before. Do we want? It's to been a long again? time. Track five, Witching Hour. Oh god, this intro's long. long as hell, open. Isn't it? It's fucking long. <laughs> yeah. So, Witching Hour. When did we hear this? Forgotten Freshness, Volume One. Forgotten Freshness, Volume One. That's how long ago it was. And just like with whatever we did recently, that also had a track on Forgotten Freshness, Volume One. I have to refresh, and I'm going to talk about it again. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, fair. 
So also, I think that was Jump Steady on the uh, yeah, uh, on that intro. That makes doesn't sense. say it, but I think it was. It totally sounds like it was Jump Steady. <laughs> this is Golden Spud back on the back on the mic. No, it's Golden Jelly. <laughs> no, it's Golden Spud. It's Golden Spud. You can hear it. Isn't that smooth delivery? <laughs> That he was known for. What? It's just a goof. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, yes, I know it's fucking no. Violent J. No. Who I would never call by his stupid fucking Golden Goldie's name. Why would I ever... <laughs> I didn't even remember it until you said it. That's Witching Hour, and this is one that I, I really didn't need to listen to it again because I remember it for the most mm -hmm. part. I, I mean, and also what it's about is exactly what's said in like the first couple seconds of it. So, <laughs> right. Uh, all, all I all I want to talk about is that uh, one of these days I'm going to take the time to sit down and craft the suck a new dick cut of this in which the end of every line is suck a new dick. Uh, and, you know, look forward to that in like 10 or 20 years whenever I finally get that done. Um, I hope you all enjoy it. It would be it would be pretty amazing. This song is okay. It's just an ICP song, honestly. It's not actually. This isn't a misery song. This is an ICP song featuring misery. That's all. No, but at the same time, like misery does add quite a bit. To he this, does. Though. Oh, I'm not saying like, that he's not like a part of the song. I'm saying it's an ICP song that features him. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm actually a little bit surprised that this. Okay. This is the same as whenever, whenever it's you... like, here's a track featuring Tech 9, and I'm just like, this is a Tech 9 song. Like, I can tell the difference. This isn't a I'm misery saying, track. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, it's kind of weird that what they did was, you know, obviously it's this is going to help sell records by saying, like, you know, I don't know if, if whenever you bought this, there was a sticker saying, featuring Insane Clown Posse. Okay. I think that this would have been a great track to have had on like uh, 
Malenko or something, but I, I believe Malenko was already done with at the time. This would have been a really cool track to hear on an ICP record to introduce people to Misery. And yes, it was on Forgotten Freshness Volume 1, so if people didn't know who Misery was, well, they got that. But, like, I think if you want to have people, like, really see that you have faith in this artist, toss toss them on, like, your main album. Put this yep. track as an ICP track, and then you, like, oh, yeah, this sounds like an ICP track. Oh, who the fuck is this guy coming here? Like, yep. that would have been really good. You know, you had Twisted... Like, Twisted was already signed at the time doing, um, you know, they already had Most Tasteless out. And then they were on Echo Side on on Amazing Jekyll Brothers, hmm. which was technically meant to be a Dark Lotus song in the first Dark Lotus song. But it's still, like, a big deal when you have an artist that you have all this faith in and you want to expose people to. I think it would have been really, really, like, strong to have this track have been on a on a nationwide yeah ICP album. They yep. might have had more people like talking about him. Would have been something. <laughs> but uh. I mean as far as this track goes, it's it's solid. I do think that like we we whenever we talked about it on Forgotten Versus One, like Violent J has one cadence and that's what he does, which is fine because it's it's kind of like a bridge. Yeah. Um I actually really like Misery's delivery. Um, one thing that I'm actually kind of a fan of, and I, I never really thought of like how to word it, is I like – it has to be done correctly. I like delayed resolutions of rhymes. Yeah. Um, so whenever you have – you hear the phrase and you know it's going to rhyme – but the word doesn't rhyme on beat four like you think it would. Yeah. It doesn't rhyme until the, – the the finished bar doesn't happen until the beginning of the next bar. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, it's good stuff. And it's it's definitely like something that needs to be done correctly because if it's, if it's wrong, it sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> um, but – Misery fucking nails it a couple times in in this in, in his first verse here. He probably does it on on his second one too. Um, but it is a, a nice little technique that, when done correctly, sounds very fucking cool and makes a track sound more dynamic. It's it's less boring. Yeah. Um, and I Good do to enjoy switch that up quite them flows. Indeed. Um. Anything else? I don't I do have a uh a, a number for I think an outro on here. Oh. So if you want to go to the timestamp of six minutes and three seconds. I take this as being like the thank you <laughs> like this is the special thanks of, of the album I also want to point that out that on Genius, it says, after the song ends, Misery, shit is on, and then parentheses, speaks in Spanish. <laughs> awesome. 
Yeah. It's grooving though. And then, I mean, this is going to run right into track six, <laughs> which is Pile of Isla, the instrumental. Let's go. So we're we're going, yeah. okay. It's a fucking good instrumental. Now though. you can make your own Pile of Isla. Yes. But you have to be mindful of the choruses because they are still on here. Which I actually like. I like whenever an instrumental track still has the choruses. Yeah, it's a good hook. It you is. I, I got nothing bad to say about I, it. I don't think that I could make a song for it, but you know. No, no I don't reckon. <laughs> well, I mean, like... I mean, I guess you could. Because, I mean, he's not like... Okay, but real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. It's in the background there. You can hear yep. it a little bit. I, without headphones, I don't really notice. Anyway, the reason why we paused is Psychopathic did not give you the full unfiltered instrumental. Um, it does still have Misery's vocals just turned down super fucking low yeah. in the backgrounds. Um, it was very weird to hear that when I was first doing uh, my listens for this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's man, fun. it's a good fucking beat. It's a tight track. It is really like, fucking good. Um, uh, we didn't note it before, or at least I didn't note it. But there was a feature on this track, and I don't know who the fuck it is. Oh, uh, Shiesty. Yeah, I totally uh, forgot about that too. Mubby. But anyway, yeah. So, like, you you totally could use this beat because the thing is, is that like you're not like claiming to be from Puerto Rico. It's just for Puerto Rico. <laughs> you know? Like 100%. Here you go. Yeah, that's that's how that goes. Gift from from your homie. That's me. There Friend is um to Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> there is a uh there is a one final skit. There's an outro skit. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go to 428 Scorpion stingers, man. Eyes all swolled up and shit. You crying, nigga? What's up? No, I ain't crying, man. Sneakers, motherfucker. 
quarter for them sneakers. What them you sneakers? Talk? I want them sneakers for a quarter. You want to make your... What the fuck is wrong, girl, motherfucker? Motherfucker! Take them shits off! I feel like the person who is making the call, that sounds like Jump Steady. I don't know. I don't know. I don't hear any of them, like, talk normally enough. Especially not Jump Steady. Like, I've never heard Jump Steady speak in a normal voice. In voice. He's always just like, like, yeah, I'm sounding cool. <laughs> I'm your cool teacher. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Good morning, students. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the saga, the epic saga of third grade math. <laughs> so, yeah. That's Paula Isla. Back in 1776. <laughs> so, Mike. Mike. Our founding fathers. <laughs> After all this. <laughs> After all of, all these years of you completely trash in misery, nonstop, yeah. uh-huh, and this album as well, uh-huh, yeah. What do you think of Parla Isla? Oh, it's fucking garbage. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, um, uh, uh, to be completely honest, um. I did judge this album very harshly in the past, and I know I for a there. fact I heard it. that we all heard it. <laughs> yep, you did. Uh, I know for a fact the reason is because whenever I got this, I was hoping for something that sounded like a typical psychopathic release. This is not a typical psychopathic release. This is not. Nope. Your. This is not funny clown shit. This is not very horrorcore. This is not any of the stuff that I had heard up to that point. Mind you, I bought this. After I'd already been listening to ICP, Twisted, Blaze, ABK, Dark Lotus, all of those people. And this sounds nothing like that. So me having heard it, just being like, well, this doesn't sound good to me. This is not a bad hip hop album. It's, I mean, there's definitely parts about it that could be better. Hmm. But I think it's serviceable. I think that Misery is honestly not a bad rapper. Um, I do think that his involvement in psychopathic riders was wasted though. Um, cause I think that actually the stuff he did on this was better than his involvement as twin gats on riders. So I will still stand by any disparaging remarks that I said on dumping. <laughs> I don't think the twin gat should have been there and misery would still go on to use the twin gats moniker and make some twin gats albums on his own. Um, further down the line. I've never heard them, so I don't know how good they are. But Para La Isla, it's it's not a bad EP. And it is an EP. That's the great thing about it. It is. Even though some of these tracks are fucking long thanks to the fact that they're skits and shit. Yeah. It's it's an EP. It's yeah. it's solid. It's it is not a bad record. So you know what? <laughs> Disregard the shit that I said before. <laughs> Go ahead and check this out. And yeah. at the very least, there is the um, 
20th anniversary version. I, I'm pretty sure that version's streaming now. Um, that you can check out and go ahead and do that. We'll cover it eventually because there's a lot more stuff that they added on to it, making it basically an LP. Nice. So basically what you're saying is I was completely right yesterday whenever I dropped into the chat while you were listening and I said, you know, little, little baby juggalo Mike putting on Parla Isla for the first time and it drops in and you're just like, what the fuck is this actual hip-hop bullshit going on here? What is... What the fuck? He's a good rapper? He's got flows? Bullshit! You know, Shmeev, we all make mistakes in life. <laughs> yep. Yours was three years ago deciding to do this podcast with me. <laughs> you know? I live with it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah part of the isla solid it's a good solid. album but what are like the three solidest tracks on it it's see this is rough because there's only really five tracks um obviously part of the isla title track is dope mm-hmm. um I like Stack It Up. And I'll probably go with Witching Hour. Interesting. I think, I think, see, because I did like Stimulated Dome a lot, but I think, yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. But apparently Isla is definitely number one. All right. What would you get rid of? I think I'd get rid of If I Ever Die. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a very difficult one to to let go of. Like this, this this album isn't like super fucking amazing, but it's also like not bad. So it's 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 just hard for me to think of like, oh well, which one do I hate? I don't hate any of the tracks. It's just which one do I care about the least? And it's probably that one. How about you? I would take Paula Isla. I would take. Parla Isla, the instrumental. No. <laughs> uh, Parla Isla, Stimulated Dome, and If I Ever Die are mine. So literally the tracks that don't feature any involvement from ICP at all. And they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's she getting rid of? Eh, it's a tough one. <sighs> Witching Hour, so I could replace it with the Suck a New Dick cut. I Witching knew hour. that's what you were going to say. Stack it up Witching Hour I really don't care much for either of them They're fine But like they're You know Whatever That's that's totally fair I'd, I'd probably drop Witching Hour to be honest But but we give our just dues to Parallel Isla Hell yeah that Sounds so fucking track. good That's a great fucking So track. fucking good Good job Misery You fucking did it You did You know and You, and you redeemed yourself by doing absolutely nothing Mike just listened again <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you you redeemed yourself in my eyes because I actually gave you a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. I will say that I did like the the re-release version in in the past when I heard it. So maybe <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll give that another listen eventually and and see if the additional songs uh, give me give me more to to think on. But that's Parallel Isla. 
let us know your thoughts of this. Was Were you somebody who, in 1998, was a juggalo going to shows? Did you see Misery perform? Were you a fan of him back then? Did you not really give a shit? Were we fair in our assessment of him? Should he have been a member of Psychopathic Riders? Ooh. Let us know all your thoughts and more. Should he have been a member him? of Dark Lotus? No. Because he's just a regular rapper. He's not a he's not a horrorcore guy at all. Like that's that's just not his thing. <laughs> Let us know on your social media platform of choice. Like Facebook. It might be Facebook. Juggalo Judgment. It could be Twitter. At Juggalo Judgment. It could be Instagram. At Juggalo Judgment. If you don't fuck with the social medias, maybe you'd like to send an email. Maybe to like juggalo judgment at gmail.com. And and maybe, maybe you 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 go to the link tree that has everywhere that you can find us. And maybe you take a look and you see this little thing called Patreon. And you decide that you would like to throw money at us. For various things. You fucking fools. <laughs> Patreon.com slash judgment. If you don't want to wait on us to respond to your tweet, to your Facebook post. Nobody posts on the Facebook. What the fuck am I saying? Or the Instagram. You, you could join a Discord. And not just any Discord. You could join the ICP with We Discord. Hell yeah. Can't really write off a, a, a link for that, but if you go to the link tree, which is in the bio of this. It's in there. There's a direct link in there because I fucking removed the Juggalo Judgment one because fuck <laughs> it. But if you'd like to hit us up individually, you can do that, I guess. Uh, you can Shmeave hit me up directly. On Shut up. Uh, at Shmeave on so Twitter. There was a delay, I'm sorry. And if you want to hit me up directly, you can hit me up on Twitter at Mike Spawn the SEJ or on Instagram, straight at Juggalo. Yeah. I think that that's it. Normally you're the one who reads everything off and I did it this time. I, I we, fucking took yeah, the reins. I think we fucking did it, you know? I fucking did it. Gave, we gave so, him the goods. <laughs> we can't do that. We're not allowed. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. But with all that, I mean, I feel like there's only one thing left to do, really. And that is to overthrow the patriarchy. There's that. I feel like we got a whole lot of shit to do. But in, like, the, uh, in an immediate sense, oh. finish our fucking fagos. Finish them fucking fagos. Hang on, I'm not done yet. <laughs> I'm not chugging this shit. Fucking red pop motherfucker. <laughs> I'm still not done. Oh my god. What are you doing? You can't. Stop. Stop it. Don't do it. <sighs> now I'm done. Peace. Oh, peace. Peace.